the Bible Study Podcast, episode 749. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Amos with chapter 2. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. I should have looked ahead last week. Let's face it, I get caught sometimes when I was going through the list of the neighbors of Israel and Judah. You may recall I said, oh, it's kind of curious that Moab, who is one of the neighbors, is not mentioned here. I did not think to turn the page. For indeed, Moab is one of the nations that God has some problems with. And so we're going to continue on from chapter 1, where God went through the various nations around Israel and Judah and talked about judgment that was coming to them because of what they had done to the people of God. Chapter 2 starts like this. This is what the Lord says, For three sins of Moab, even for four, I will not relent, because he burned to ashes the bones of Edom's king. I will send fire on Moab that will consume the fortress of Kiriath, Moab will go down in great tumult amid war cries and the blast of the trumpet. I will destroy her ruler and kill all her officials with him, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. For three sins of Judah, even for four, I will not relent. Because they have rejected the law of the Lord and have not kept his decrees. Because they have been led astray by false gods, the gods their ancestors followed. I will send fire on Judah and will consume the fortresses of Jerusalem. And again, last week when I was talking about the different people who surround the people of Israel and saying how this one was related to, you know, Edom was related to Esau and this one was related to so-and-so, again, the Moabites are relatives of the Israelites because they would be descendants of Lot and Lot would be the nephew of Abraham. They're also a Semitic people, but they've Israelites have had some trouble with the Moabites over the years in the Old Testament. And again, they've still had some troubles. In this case, it's interesting because he's actually mad at them for something they did to Edom. Again, Edom, the descendant of Esau, the brother of Israel or the brother of Jacob. And so we, the only one we've left out so far is Israel. We've talked about Judah. We've talked about all the neighbors, but we haven't talked about judgment for Israel. And that gets its whole own section. Judgment on Israel. This is what the Lord says, for three sins of Israel, even for four, I will not relent. They sell the innocent for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals. They trample on the heads of the poor as on the dust of the ground and deny justice to the oppressed. Father and son use the same girl and so profane my holy name. They lie down beside every altar on garments taken in pledge In the house of their God, they drink wine taken as fines. Yet I destroyed the Amorites before them. Though they were tall as cedars and strong as the oaks, I destroyed their fruit above and their roots below. I brought you up out of Egypt and led you for 40 years in the wilderness and to give you the land of the Amorites. I also raised up prophets from among your children and Nazarites among your youths. Is this not true, people of Israel, declares the Lord? But you made the Nazarites drink wine and commanded the prophets not to prophesy. Now then I will crush you as a cart crushes when loaded with grain. The swift will not escape, the strong will not muster their strength, and the warrior will not save his life. 
The archer will not stand his ground. The fleet-footed soldier will not get away. And the horseman will not save his life. Even the bravest warriors will flee naked on that day, declares the Lord. So much of the minor prophets are going to be focusing, you know, as much as we get, here's the neighbors and what's going around, most of the minor prophets are going to be focusing on Israel and Judah. Um, Mostly on Israel, because Israel hasn't been faithful since its founding. Basically, when the people rebelled against the son of Solomon, remember they said if the king said, if I let the people worship in Jerusalem, then their hearts will go back to Jerusalem and I will lose my kingdom. And so they set up the Asherah poles and they started worshiping the Baal and the gods of the Canaanites, the gods of the Amorites, as God points out here, who I drove out before them. So he's saying, I gave you this land from those people and you're now acting just like them. Why do you think I will treat you differently than I treated the people whose land I gave you? So the thing that's interesting here is with the Israelites, since this focus, this book is going to be focused more on them as the prophets focus more on them in general, it goes into more detail about what they've been doing. And so there are sins here of greed. There are sexual sins that are going on. And then there's just the general injustice of what is going on. And a lot of the prophets will be calling for this. How do you treat people? You know, the prophet Isaiah, one of the might, one of the major prophets, for instance, has whole sections about, you know, why are you going through the motions of worship? The worship that I want is that you do the right thing, basically. And I'm summarizing that. But that's kind of what's going on here. It's saying, here are the things I have against you. You sell the innocent for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals. You don't value people, right? You're not valuing people. Well, you are valuing them, but you're, I mean, you're literally valuing them. You're selling them and you're not giving them the value that God gives them, right? That God thinks that those people, the innocent, the needy, the poor are important, And so when you trample their heads of the poor as a dust on the ground, you basically have no regard for them, for the people that God created, how will he not respond? Well, and that's actually something that I think hits a little more close to home in a society like us that has great difference between those who have and those who have not. How do we deal with those who have not? With those who don't have power, those who don't have wealth, and do we value them as God values them, or do we treat them as the people of Israel are here, as on the dust of the ground? And they deny justice to the oppressed. And that again is that issue of who has power, and the people who are oppressed do not have power. And how do you deal with those who don't have power? Do you give them the justice of their cause? Or is your justice available for rent or to be bought? You know, do your judges determine who is right and who is wrong, no matter their position, no matter how much political clout they have, no matter how much wealth they have? Do you have the same standards of how people are treated, not based on the color of their skin and not based on the size of their checkbook? And if not, God says, you are not doing what I want. What I want you to do is seek justice. 
And then I said some were sexual. Father and son use the same girl. Well, that is having sex with the same girl. And so profane my name. And that is something that is strictly forbidden in the Levitical law. And then they lie down beside every altar on garments taken in pledge. Um, And I think this is lying down. Again, I think we're in sexual things in the sense that they are many of the religions of the area and many of the religions of the Mediterranean basin uh, here, not just at the time of Amos, but on into the time of the Romans that involved temple prostitutes. And so that there was um, so there was a connection between their worship of these false gods and also their uh, flexibility in terms of who they were sleeping with or not sleeping with, as the case may be. In the house of God, they drink wine taken as fines. And in other words, wine that was intended to be given uh, towards God or wine that was intended to be an offering. And they're just getting drunk with it. So he says, I destroyed the Amorites. They were mighty. They were strong as oaks. They were tall as cedars. I destroyed their fruit above and their roots below. I brought you out of Egypt. I led you 40 years in the wilderness. I gave you this land. And then I also raised up among you both prophets and Nazarites. So in prophets, I think we know what that is. We're in a book of one of the prophets, one of the minor prophets. And Nazarites are people who have um, who have pledged oaths. And one of the oaths that often would be is, you know, Samson was a Nazarite. You don't drink wine and you don't cut your hair was the oath that Samson had made. And so he says, you make the Nazarites drink wine and command the prophets not to prophesy. You basically have people who have devoted themselves in some way to what God wants, either the oath of the Nazarite or the telling the truth from God, which is what a prophet does. And you're resisting them means you're resisting God. We haven't talked about it that much. This is a theme that will keep coming up. Prophets were not popular because the things that they said were not what people wanted to hear. When in the New Testament, we hear that you will gather around them, the people gather around them in those days, people who will tickle their ears. Um, that's who we would rather hear. We'd rather hear people tell us how great we are and how we are blessed and how we are better than everybody else. Those are the kinds of things that you and I like to hear from our pastors, from our friends, from everybody. (laughs) Those are things that will make you popular. What won't make you popular is what Amos is saying, which is you're screwing up. You're heading in the wrong direction. You're doing the wrong things. You're valuing the wrong people or not valuing people who God values. You're not bringing justice. Those are things that will get you killed quite often as a prophet, and that is what happened with many of the prophets. And so God is basically here with Amos as he was previously in Hosea saying, this will not stand. This will not go on forever I'm going to deal with you, I'm going to crush you, I'm going to destroy you, and you won't get away. Even the bravest warriors will flee naked on that day, declares the Lord. Amos is trying to bring them a word to get them to not go down the path they're going down, because the path they're going on down, the path they're on now, leads to destruction. With that cheery note, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. 
The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.